Hey, man. How's it going? It is going relatively well today. How are you? How are you? Um, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. This is the uh, the first episode of the Same Shade of Difference podcast where we're not actively drinking beer. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. A little early in the day, and we'll be having beer later. So it, it kind of makes up for it, but yeah, it's it feels a little weird. I'm out of my element, you know? You have a coffee and I have a Diet Coke. It just, uh, it doesn't feel the same. But, but maybe we make up for that about our location. So, uh, where are you sitting, John? Um, I am sitting under the awning here at the West Sixth Farm. Ah, cool. At a, at a picnic table. Yeah, it's a little overcast right now, but it's nice. It's comfortable, cool outside. That's funny because I am uh, sitting at a picnic table at the West Six Farm as well. It's crazy. (laughs) So like uh, the first in-person podcast in uh, months and months and months. It is. It is. I guess our last one was like, uh, did we do one more after Orlando? We, Do we, we have one? It seems like we did one after Orlando. We knew COVID was coming, and I think we did like a early afternoon, mid-afternoon podcast to squeeze one in. And then I think the next day is when a coworker got sick and we went home. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was – we recorded one or two in Orlando – we got back real late. I think it was like a Sunday. We were both remote Monday. Tuesday we went in, and I think that's when we did the recording. And then, yeah, the next day, that Wednesday, was when uh, we had a little bit of a scare. And uh, that was that was the last time we were in the office working. So so we, we tested this setup in Orlando, and then we've tested it again today to make sure our recording works. So hopefully... We have a product when we get out of here, and we're just not just randomly talking to people. <laughs> well, if if nothing else, I don't think we'll have to worry about uh, me turning into a robot in this episode. So we don't we don't have that. We we won't have you turn into a robot. We do have some of the uh, the Wessex team talking behind us, so we'll see if that shows up. But it seems like uh, we were in a busy. Uh, uh, Brewery in Florida, the uh, Dead Lizard Brewing, um, who's making it through COVID. I follow them on uh, social media, one of my favorite places down in Orlando, and and they're hanging in there. I know there's tough times down there, but uh, the folks here at at West Six uh, work here every day, even though the tap room is not open. Tap room's open uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, Friday starting at 4. Yep. It's around nine something uh, on a Friday morning, so a uh, little early for us to drink, but uh, but they're here working and uh, getting everything ready for the weekend. Also, uh, a great place to hang out. One of the things you and I worked from here two or three weeks ago. Yep, we did. And uh, on picnic tables up on the hill. And uh, one of the things that uh, Birch, the farm manager, told us is like, Oh no! You don't have to ask to come out here. This is uh, the farm is open seven days a week. Every but we want people to come out here and enjoy the the trails and the tables and the the ponds and and just the farm environment. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got here just a little bit before you did uh, this morning, 
uh, parked my car and, and kind of walked down to the picnic tables we're sitting at right now in front of the tap room. And uh, he came in and a couple minutes later and was like, hey, welcome, you know, make yourself at home, do whatever you need. So it's it's pretty cool. Nice, they said, nice place to hang out. Just kind of get like a different environment too. Um, and it's kind of nice, uh, you know, I used to spend quite a bit of time in Frankfurt in my previous life when I worked in Frankfurt. Um, so it's kind of nice to come back to the area too and see some of the places I used to hang out. I know last time um, when we were here, I actually brought a growler um, and went down the hill to uh, another brewery, Siglusher, that used to hang out at a lot um, and filled that up. And so it was kind of nice to get some of their stuff again too. Um, plus I got that great photo of me buckling the growler into the passenger seat of my car for the hour and a half drive. Home. That is a world class <laughs> photo. Uh, safety is important and, is. uh, and the safety of my, my newly filled growler is extra important. Exactly. I don't want to be like a, uh, a friend of mine who shall remain nameless. Um, Randy, um, who may have, um, the first time she filled a growler, just kind of like set it on the floorboards of her car. Um, and it may have tipped over and popped open. Um, which one, it's just sad. That's some wasted beer and that's never okay. As long as it's good. You never want to be a beer killer. Exactly. I mean, it's not like it was, you know, if it was like Budweiser or something, maybe. Sure. (laughs) sure. This this is some good stuff from a country boy, I believe. Um, then you also have the problem that now your entire car smells like beer and God help you if you get pulled over. (laughs) Yeah. And it, and it's going to stay like that for a while until it smells like, uh, decaying beer, which is worse than than the beer smell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lose-lose. Making beer cheese in the uh, early days, getting growler fills, uh, I learned the lesson of making sure the cap is truly on tight. Yeah. Yeah. No, to be fair, I don't have to worry too much about that with this one. It's a, uh, I think Stanley is the company that makes it, which, you know, I'm used to them making like thermoses and that sort of thing, but um, it actually has like a lever mechanism that you like clamp it shut. Um, so it's, it's less about it spilling and just more about it, like not rolling around and getting shaken up and that sort of thing. I've got somebody's that, uh, I got at work that came from a supplier that has that, that clamp down. And then I meant to bring you my clean canteen one. I was going to get you to, to grab, uh, a growler for me at SIG and just pick it up from you later. But, uh, um, walking out of the house with all the podcast gear, gear and, you do have beer. Yeah, I do. Um, um, weeks and weeks ago, um, we both got uh, the West Six Country Boy collaboration, Country Western. Yep. I think this is the eighth year. Is that what it says on the? I believe it's the eighth year. Yeah. And uh, right. and this one is fantastic. Um, you haven't had it. I but, have not uh, yet. No. Um, I had one on our last podcast and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, incredibly tasty, lots of different flavors in it, and uh, maybe one of my favorite collaborations that they've done. Yeah, I think uh, I've had the past two years that I can recall, uh, actually at the tap room in Georgetown when I was living there. Um, so this would be the first time I haven't had it at the tap room. Um, in fact, I was trying to think, uh, I think next week I have an appointment, uh, in Georgetown in the morning. So depending on how the time shakes out, I might try to swing by country boy with a, a growler and see if I can fill it with something. I, I don't know what the, 
when they open up though it might be a little too early but uh yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to it the last couple of years have been have been good and and so uh i was gonna get you to get me something uh there if i'd brought my growler and which i didn't but i was thinking they might have callers but i couldn't find so i can find their beer schedule but they always have lots of other stuff I couldn't find a, ta- a a tap list for each location. Did you find a tap list? Yeah, they usually post them on Twitter every week. Ah, um, okay. And then they have two different Twitter accounts. There's the main Twitter account, and then there's an actual uh, Georgetown, Georgetown location one. Yeah, and, yeah. Usually early in the week, uh, they post up pictures of that to Twitter. And if I recall correctly, unless they've changed, they definitely do. Um, they do howlers, so like the plastic bottle. That's uh, I think it's a sixteen ounce. Or no, is it 30? It is 32. Yeah, 32 uh, ounces there, I believe. Now, I do know for a while, like when COVID started, they were not doing growler fills. I don't know if that has changed or not since then. Um, I'll, I'd have to look. I will say the, the one thing that, that Wessex, our host here today, and uh, our other home away from home, Braxton up in Covington, Kentucky, do a really good job of is have a comprehensive website and and so i am on the country boy twitter site now mm-hmm. and um they have a separate website for everything they and, do and not everything is linked yes i actually was dumbfounded for quite some time thinking that they were not doing uh online ordering and then i eventually stumbled across one of their twitter posts where they linked to the separate website they set up for that, which is not linked on their main website at all. Um, I kind of expected at the very least, you know, you show up at like the store page on the main website and it would at least have a link that says, hey, if you want to order beer online, you go here. But they have nothing. It's just kind of hidden from you. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, so in Georgetown, it's CBB curbside.com. Yeah. <laughs> To, uh, to place an order. So uh, I'll go take a look at that. Um, it looks like um, their draft list, kind of the non-standard stuff. So they have Country Western on tap, although I did hear from a mutual friend of ours, Sam, that he thought that the Country Western was better in the can than it was on tap. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember um, him saying that. Which is, I wish I liked uh, ciders, or I wish ciders liked me. They've got an orange cream cider. Uh, that sounds good to me. Um, they do have their Oktoberfest. I just saw that. And uh, for you and I, when the beer arrives today for our meetings here at the Wessex Farm, um, there is a six-pack of Oktoberfest. So, um, Speaking my language. We have a... Uh, we have a Miller Lite drinker coming, and then we have us and a couple of other people that appreciate craft beer. So what I did is I got uh, six Cerveza. I felt like that would uh, handle the uh, anybody that wanted a lighter beer plus uh, our, our pre-gaming friend. And then Oktoberfest, and then... As the day went on, a uh, uh, I got a four pack of low beam. So uh, I felt like for the number of hours we were here, and then for anybody that wants to stay, they open at four, and so there'll be more beer options at that. Right, right. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good it's a good mix. Um, 
and I'll be honest, the way I've kind of been handling things, um, while I wouldn't deign to to go for something like Miller Lite, um, kind of what I've been doing is, as I do my like weekly orders uh, at Braxton, um, I've usually been throwing in kind of one of their easier drinking beers, I would say. Um, you know, something like a Storm or even a Garage Beer um, six-pack, just for those times when I'm like, I could go for a beer, but I really just want something that, you know, I, I sip on for a little while, and that's about it. Um, so, Especially it's, when it's been really hot. It's uh, been a while since nice. I've had the Garage Beer. So, so how is it now? Ha, ha, any changes to it? To be honest, I never really had it before because I was kind of like, hey, it's a lager. I'm not really into that. I'm going to, you know, drink this insanely heavy stout instead. Uh, so I kind of had written it off for a long time. Um, and then just I found myself maybe a, a month or so ago um, just kind of wanting a really light, easy drinking beer. Um, I think I had like a few different kinds of uh, hazy IPA in the fridge. I'm like, that's just a little much right now. I'm not feeling that. And I was like, you know what? The next time I order, I'm just going to throw in a six-pack of garage beer. They come in a nice 16-ounce can, so you kind of like get a decent bit in there. And It's honestly not bad. Um, nothing like insane. You know, you're not going to be super impressed by it. It's not going to knock your socks off, but if you're just looking for sort of a, an easy drinking lager, it's, it's a pretty good choice. And, and so it's, it's funny. So, so what I have been doing, um, somewhat pricier option. So, so I'm, I'm down to, I think my last can, um, but my easier drinking choice has lately been the uh, Mirror Twin La Tortuga, which is oh, the dark yeah. Mexican lager. So it's so still good. a lager, but it's smooth. Uh, it's light, but it is it's dark. It has, um, I don't know, um, a scientific term here, a, a, a darker taste to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it has sort of a caramelized sort of uh, hint of taste to it. And uh, and so that's been my go-to. One of the things that I remember seeing right before COVID started, so right when we were uh, going to Florida for the podcast uh, expo, Country Bo- or uh, Braxton had rolled out a um, a lighter beer, and it was it was some sort of IPA, and it had around 100 calories, maybe 96 to 110 calories. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually see that in the – oh, here it is. Uh, hop Fit. Yeah, okay. I've, I've seen this. I've actually – I don't think I've had it, uh, but yeah, I've, I've seen it. So, yeah, so I've not had it um, on Untapped. Looks like it is around a uh, 3.59 with 272 ratings. So for me, a lager, most most lagers for me fall in 3.25 to 3.5. Right. A really good one um, is going to fall into a 3.75, and, and uh, I think – you know, you and I kind of agree on scales of things that yeah. that on a scale to five, it's got to be really, really fantastic to be a a four or four point two five. No, yeah, nothing yeah. higher than that. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, you see the people who every other beer is a five, and I'm like, you, you really, you drank that, and you're like, 
nothing that I'm ever going to have will ever be better than this. Yeah. It can only be as good. That, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, so this was a, a decent rating, um, but it says uh, only 100 total calories. So it's described as a uh, uh, dry hopped IPA with citra and mosaic hops. Um, and some, uh, stone fruit so aroma. So, um, I probably ought to try that at some point. I bet they can that. I'm sure that with everybody getting into the seltzer market, yeah, the hard yeah. seltzer market, um, um, that's probably uh, something that's in a can. So maybe worth trying one can of it or something. It is an IPA, so it's not a lager. Right. So oh, a little better quality. That they kind of went that route. Yeah. But there's probably a good market for that too. People who want IPAs but want that like lower calorie count too. You don't really see that. Um, so it seemed like a lot of these started coming out um, in late 2019 and early 2020. Uh, a lot of the the seltzer stuff started coming out as well a little bit before then and even the the bigger craft places like uh, new belgium and people were rolling that out and uh, i do recall having an oscar blues lighter beer um i can't remember what it was um i'll look it up while we're talking but uh it was it was really pretty good um so i maybe Maybe this is a trend, and then with COVID and people being homebound and all of us staying drunked up, uh, <laughs> keep reading lots of stories about uh, uh, increased alcohol consumption. That, uh, that I don't know. Maybe this is one of those uh, those new trends that uh, everybody wants to get healthy, but uh, continue to. Uh, to drink so yeah so the the oscar blues one that i had is called one one dash y and it is an ipa also and uh it's a hundred calorie wonder according to their website okay. and uh so it has citrusy flavors of orange peel tangerine and lemon zest with a biscuity malt um who writes this shit but anyway <laughs> um i do i do recall having that one uh, ice cold out of my cooler, maybe on a trip. Maybe it was the uh, boys' trip to Key West and thinking, oh, this is pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to buy it every day. Sure. I'm not going to keep it in my refrigerator, but it's pretty good. So it's worth getting a six-pack, uh, especially if you were if you were going to come out on the farm on a hot summer day, you know, that something like that would be good to, to drink. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's ones that... You really don't want something super heavy on that 85, 90 degree day. You just want to kind of relax a little bit. They got their place. It's hard to drink a, a, a really uh, hazy IPA as, you know, yeah. your starting beer on a hot day. Yeah, there's, there's ones that it's, it's almost like uh, you almost feel like it's viscous when you pour it out. You know, it's got so much like sediment in it and you're just like, I don't. I don't even want to sit out on my deck and drink this right now. It's just too much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, John, we uh, we we rambled on about beer, but uh, I think we both were uh, interested in talking about how we're working during the uh, 
pandemic. Um, I'm curious, how many days have we been home now? Uh, you know, since I actually ran the numbers this time before we started recording and am prepared, um, <clears throat> that is 163 days wow. um, that we have been working from home uh, during the pandemic. So 163 days. That uh, At some point, I think we quit calling it a pandemic and we call it uh, the new way we work, yeah, which was exactly. kind of the topic of, uh, of, of this podcast. So uh, I know we both uh, have mostly been homebound, so that could be kind of boring, but we both also move around mm-hmm. and uh, you do some things at, at your apartment. I do some things at my house and then uh, kind of our semi-new normal is... Uh, doing some of this where we can social distance and be outside so we we don't have the inside uh, risk associated with uh, COVID spread right. and stuff. So uh, maybe walk us through uh, your, your setup because I'm going to ramble forever on mine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, usually kind of the way I handle things is uh, in the morning, I kind of tend to move sort of all over the place. Um, I've got a nice bar top, um, probably about, I think it's about four feet tall. Um, I'll usually end up just kind of like it's, it's got um, kind of a long stretch that separates off what would be the living room or not the living room, the uh, dining room from the kitchen. Um, I don't really have a dining room. That's actually the home office is set up. Um, but I've got, uh, two bar stools set up there usually where I'll eat. And then there's kind of like a straighter stretch, um, that divides the kitchen from the living room. Um, I usually kind of just set the laptop up and just stand there and work. I usually end up doing that for at least a couple of hours. Um, I start up there cause it's right next to where the coffee maker is. So I can like get the coffee brewing and catch up on my email and stuff while I wait for it. Um, in the before time when I was at the office, uh, I mainly used my desk in, uh, is like a standing desk configuration. So it's nice to at least stand for a little while since I'm not exactly um, all that active <laughs> otherwise. But um, then after that, it kind of depends mostly on the weather. Um, if it is kind of crappy outside, if it's too cold or if it's raining and windy, um, I got kind of like a big bucket lounge chair. I'll usually move over to that. Um, I've got one of those... I don't even know what you call it, like a lap desk, I guess. It's like the flat plastic piece that's like a little padded. And then it's got like basically like beanbag uh, strips on the bottom. So you can set it on your lap and it's sort of a, a flat surface. You can put the laptop on um, and I'll just kind of work from there for a bit. If it's nicer, which, you know, lately has almost been too warm in the morning. So it's... Um, wasn't until the last couple of days I was able to do it again, but uh, I'd go out onto my deck and sit there. I got some, just a couple pieces of furniture. I got a couple of chairs and then just like a little uh, coffee table that sits out there, but it's real nice to kind of kick back and relax uh, on the deck. Then I usually do that until, you know, I break for lunch. Uh, by that point, my laptop's usually getting pretty close to being juiced, so... Um, usually in the afternoons after I'm done eating is when I actually sit at the desk. Um, recently changed up the desk. I was, uh, my boss was really nice and he uh, got a, uh, a new monitor for me. He offered um, you too. He did. He did offer me too. Uh, my, my configuration's not really good for two monitors. Uh, one is fine, but, 
Um, you know, when the uh, when we started working from home, um, I didn't bring my monitors because I'm like, it's not really worth it to disconnect them and bring them home. Because we're only going to be home for a little while. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm just going to have to bring them back here. It's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, 163 days later, <laughs> that's not changing anytime soon, but uh, my monitors were uh, taken by somebody else, which is fine. I wasn't using them, but uh, we got another shipment in, so I uh, I took one of those and, and set it up. But uh, yeah, usually I'll just kind of work from there. Um, a little bit of a, a decently ergonomic setup there. I got kind of a, an ergonomic keyboard. I got a trackball that I use instead of a regular mouse, and um, I have a nice sort of uh, Jabra, uh, like speaker slash microphone puck, uh, makes conference calls a lot better than the, you know, headphones that I usually use in the mornings. So pretty decent setup for the afternoon, but it's just, I don't, I don't like sitting at the desk the whole day. So I just kind of break it up a little bit. And when you use the, the Jabra, you, you, you and I both, I know grimace when the people don't manage their, their laptops correctly. And, and we go into that reverb hell. You, you don't, it works so well, it isolates things. So you don't ever feel like there's a quality issue with you hearing or anything. No, No, it's, it's good. I mean, um, yeah, the sound quality is surprising. Um, and in fact, because it's, it's connected to the dock that I have at home, that all my peripherals are plugged into and whatnot. Um, it actually just takes over as the regular laptop speaker. So if I'm not in a conference call, um, I'm usually listening to music, uh, big music buff, and uh, it's coming out of that Jabra puck, and it sounds terrific. Um, you you would almost be worried that given it's the speaker and the microphone in literally a puck, um, that you would get some of that feedback, but it really um, does noise cancellation very well. My only gripe about it, honestly, is that the volume levels are not very granular at all. Um, it's basically like a one through 10 kind of thing. And so there's those times when you're like, it's it's just a little teeny bit too quiet. I really need it just a little more loud. And you bump it up by one, and it feels like the people on the call are screaming at you because it's so loud. Um, that's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. But um, other than that, uh, it works. It works well. I'm I'm happy with it. I have uh, thought about doing something like that just um, to not have the earbuds in my yeah. ears all the time. Um, although I do use the Apple AirPods Pros. Um, looks like that's uh, the Jabra 410. Looks uh, pretty cool. Um, I also uh, know a lot of this stuff is uh, back-ordered because of people working from home. Right. Um, it does look like this one is uh, fairly available on uh, Amazon. Uh, and almost a five star with 283 ratings. So yeah. uh, I know you've used this one for many years. I have. I've had it for heck. I think four or five years now. Um, no quality. I mean, no. You haven't replaced it because it failed. Nope. Nope. Exact same device. Uh, and I used it in my last job, basically the exact same way. Um, I worked from home three days a week at that position, and uh, I did the same thing. I would just connect it to my laptop, and it was the the speaker, the microphone, the whole shebang, and yet yeah, it's, it's worked. It's worked very well, um, and I agree with you. I uh, it's it's the worst when like um, 
we use Microsoft Teams all the time and, you know, you call someone or they call you and, and you can tell they're just using the microphone and speakers from their laptop. And it's like you get the, like you said, the reverb hell or it just sounds bad because they're like far away from the microphone yep. or it sounds okay, but then they start typing something and it's like they're literally typing on top of the microphone and it's all you hear it's it's to the point honestly if i'm if it's the morning and i'm not at my desk uh if i get an unexpected teams call and i don't have like the headphones in i will usually just take it from my cell phone like any other call instead of trying to answer through the laptop and dealing with that kind of nonsense yeah i agree and and it 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 seems like many of the laptops especially the windows ones the the microphone and the speakers seem to always be fighting each other so you you get parts of the audio back yeah yeah i think um at least from the people who i kind of talk to on the regular where i know what kind of device they're using um I don't usually get too much feedback from the MacBooks. Um, the MacBooks, the typing is is really the yeah. problem that you run into. But yes, yeah, some of those Windows laptops, it's like I don't even know if they're trying to do noise cancellation because <laughs> if they are, they're they're failing miserably. I do I do think uh, we we have one uh, coworker slash friend slash uh, podcast guest whose uh, MacBook Pro audio is not great. And I don't know what he does, but his fans always seem to be like at full tilt. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if he's like just mining Bitcoin on it the whole time or what, but yeah, it's, it, it seriously, it sounds like he's, he's on like a jet that's taking off half the time. I mean, yeah. Even when he just unmutes, like he's getting ready to say something, but he hasn't spoken yet. He actually is. You hear the fans in the background it, constantly. It, it, it does feel like you're getting ready to take off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Well, cool. So uh, how often do you think uh, – so, so I was working outside and then it got hot and so I haven't been working outside as, as much. Yeah, yeah. It seems like this fall weather may stick for a while. So uh, you work every day outside on your patio? Uh, if it's nice, yeah, usually. Um, and to be honest, if it's my, my patio, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Um, it's completely covered. Um, so it's, it's nice and shady. The afternoons, it's usually like... Um, it faces west, so it starts to get like progressively brighter as the sun gets lower. Um, also, you know, obviously, no one uh, listening to this can see me, but anyone who knows me in real life knows that um, I am pale as fuck. So, John, you are pale as fuck. I, I am. Uh, and in fact, uh, I, I got burnt on just one elbow the last time we were out here at the farm. Um, it was apparently not in the shade. Yeah, so we were under a tree and under an umbrella in one little portion of your elbow. That's, that's yeah, rare. it it actually just finished. It's, it's still peeling just a tiny bit. Oh but, wow, um, that's been it's two, two weeks, weeks. Two weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, suffice to say, this 
this time this morning, I sunscreened up uh, like I should have the last time but forgot. And then I put the sunscreen in my bag to bring with me in case I felt the need to reapply. But um, all that to say, when the sun starts going down and like creeping in on the deck, um, that's that's my time to retreat inside where it's shady. But um, otherwise, it's, it's even enclosed on the sides as well. It's just kind of like the front is open with a railing. Um, so unless it's really windy, I can usually sit out there even if it's raining, uh, not have to worry about getting wet. Um, now we are in Kentucky, so the way the weather goes, sometimes, you know, my, my sliding glass door that opens onto the deck is wet from like the very top all the way to the bottom because sometimes the weather goes, um, a little nuts. I've even had rainwater dripping down my chimney before into the fireplace because wow. that's how our weather goes but um yeah usually every day if it's not real bad i try to go out there um kind of like you the past couple of weeks it was even in the morning like right when i kind of started working it was already a little too warm and muggy uh to do it but yeah the fall weather we've had the last couple of days uh, it's been nice out there yeah i'm curious to see how this holds out so, or if we uh, get another uh, mix of that uh, typical August September weather yeah. in Kentucky, it it is funny though. I was just kind of thinking about it the other day as we you know mentioned the 163 days that when we started working from home, um, I had not yet acquired any patio furniture. So I bought patio furniture wanting to take advantage of. Well, we got some of this nice spring weather. It'll be good to sit out there. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're basically through summer and starting to look towards fall already. And it's, it seems pretty wild, but uh, yeah, the, the deck has been, uh, one of my, one of my preferred places uh, to work. So, uh, I bet it's interesting now to see if you could actually get the patio furniture that you wanted, um, very quickly since um, everything for people that need to stay at home seems to be in high demand. We have a, uh, a colleague we used to work with who wanted to buy jet skis for a trip, and all jet skis are sold out. All kayaks are sold out, and I didn't believe it, so I went looking two or three weeks ago for kayaks, and you can only buy the little shitty kayaks or the really expensive kayaks. Um, lots of articles about how bikes under a thousand dollars, you can't get one and, and bike shops are busier than they've ever been with maintenance work for people that need their uh, bikes uh, fixed because they haven't ridden in years, but it's something to do during the pandemic. So, uh, lots of things like that, that maybe are interesting related to, um, High demand sort of things. So um, I see you typing. So I assume you're uh, you're looking up to see if uh, yeah, I'm looking to see if the patio furniture I bought is available. Uh, it still is. Um, that being said, it's nothing like super fancy or whatnot. It was just a cheap set uh, I got off of Amazon um, to have something out there. In hindsight. Um, so in my, at my last apartment, I actually also had a deck and I almost never used it. Um, I was out there very, very infrequently. Um, Hold on, John. 
that's because you didn't have to be at home because so you were always at exactly. the bar at Country Boy <laughs> exactly. Brewing. I don't know where you're going with this, but yeah, but there was a reason you never used it, your deck. Very it was because very you were true. on my, the thing that might look like a bar deck. My yeah, my 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 unofficial deck uh, was the outdoor seating area at Country Boy in Georgetown. That was my deck. Um, I, I frequently joked that if I spent any more time at Country Boy before I moved, they were going to start charging me rent um, due to the amount of time that I was there. But um, I didn't really anticipate using it too much at this place um, just because, again, I was out all the time. Um, had I realized the amount of time I was going to start spending out there, because even when I bought it, you know, not necessarily thinking – I'm going to be at home for the next 160 plus days. Um, I probably would have picked up some better uh, quality furniture. Um, my, my ass gets a little sore sitting on those. There's, there's cushions uh, on them, but not not great ones. Um, and they're not like super ergonomic chairs. They're not really doing my back any favors. But uh, um, I, I could have gotten something nicer and it would have been worth the investment. But at the time when I got the furniture, I was like, eh, I'll be using it maybe a little bit for the spring here. And then, you know, once I start going out all the time again, I probably won't use it too you'll, much. You'll but, reclaim your barstool at Gypsy. Exa- ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, that, that's probably going to be a little while yet, I would say. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing another six to nine months. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I, I think um, our new normal is going to be that we work from home, and when COVID lifts or things become easier to manage, um, we'll hang out in our building at our office three or four days a month, maybe. Yep. Yep. So um, you might want to you might want to watch the uh, the sales as we go into winter for right? the, for the nicer stuff <laughs> and uh, buy it because if the vaccines aren't good. Then there'll be a new run on this in the in the spring. Exactly, next year. exactly. I'll, I'll be I'll be glad I did that. Come spring, when I'm geared up to uh, spend another six months working out there. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, how how about how about you? How how have you been uh, working? I, I know you've recently like overhauled your entire kind of home office setup. I have. So uh, I started off. Um, I had a standing desk in the garage uh, pre-COVID. That sounds fancy, so I want to tell you my high-tech setup. It uh, involves eight concrete blocks, a two-by-six cut in two, and a cheap-ass plastic table that's about uh, six feet long, uh, sitting on top of all that precariously. And uh, that was my standing desk because I have a uh, standing treadmill under it. And that was all set up, and actually it it had gotten all junked up because I hadn't used it that much because I was always at the office Mm -hmm. uh, with you. And so coming home, I used that for a while, and then our son moved out. And so we decided that uh, that was going to be my man cave and took us a little while to— uh, I know you've never had kids, but uh, the room hadn't been empty in, uh, I don't know, 15, 18 years, and uh, it it needed a good overhauling, sure. just uh, the, the, the shit uh, cleaned up. <laughs> uh, we painted the walls, 
and we um, we moved some stuff in there, and I just had an iMac and was just using a um, my laptop screen and started using the iMac more, and then uh, it really started seeming like we were serious about this stay-at-home right. stuff, <laughs> and so. Um, I grabbed a uh, a desktop that we were going to throw away from the office as as we moved locations, mm-hmm. and uh, so I have a big long curved desktop um, that now has a uh, a five K iMac on it, and then I bought recently a thirty two inch four K monitor, which oh my god, that's that's the way to go. Um, and then I have a uh, older 27-inch monitor on there as well. So that's become the new setup. And then Jenny and I started talking maybe a month ago about, you know, what are the problems with the office? I don't have storage. I've never really fully moved in. Uh, I'm half in. And so um, we bought a carpet cleaner which we haven't used yet, but looks like maybe this weekend. So I'm going to take everything out of the office, clean the carpet. Um, I bought a long food uh, type shelf. So it like holds 800 pounds, but it's this big stainless steel thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's about five feet wide and uh, maybe four and a half, five feet tall. And so uh, I'm going to mount. uh, Oh, and. In my office, I have a uh, 27-inch 720p television, which is fine. But I stumbled across on Amazon a 43-inch 4K, heavily discounted, that's the exact same TCL Roku TV that Mm -hmm. I have in the living room that's bigger in the living room. And so I'm like, well... I should, if I'm going to really optimize my setup, I should have a four, 4K TV because I'll be able to see it much better. The fact of the matter is there's not going to be any difference between <laughs> 720 and 4K based on where I set. Um, so it came in this week. It's in a box. And so if we get this weekend, uh, carve out some time, then I'm going to vacuum, take the desk apart. The desk is a little wobbly. Mm. And so... I found some legs on Amazon, and so I've ordered those legs, and so we're going to take the legs off the existing desk, put new legs on, and uh, we think that'll solve the uh, the wobbling. And then our friend Nelson, who'll be joining us for some work meetings uh, uh, in a bit, I noticed he had this cool um, desk chair, and so uh, I looked it up, and it's a gamer chair, mm-hmm. but it's it's really a gamer chair for the tall, fat gamers that never leave their mom's basement. Um, I don't live in my mom's basement, but I am, and I'm not a gamer, but I'm a tall, fat guy. <laughs> and so I ordered one of those a month ago, and it came in yesterday. Wow. I sent, uh, so so for work, I've been ordering laptops and monitors. Yep. Laptops have taken incredibly long time, and the monitor that you have mm-hmm. was ordered. I tried to order eight monitors, and they said you can have four. <laughs> so I'm going to order four more this weekend um, so that we, we get our new staff set up correctly. Right. But um, 
So lots of shortages or or slower fulfillment and things like that. I didn't expect it to take a month to get this chair in, but uh, so the chair's in. I hope there's nothing wrong with it. And um, my goal is to get all that set up this weekend and have the new office set up and have the new 4K Roku TV. I've been using, so I'm a big fan of of YouTube videos. I pay mm-hmm. the premium. Um, the red tube, yeah, or, your, or your YouTube red premium tube subscription, now. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I've been using the uh, Amazon Fire. You know, we've got one of all the boxes in the house, and sure. I keep, I really keep the the Apple TV in the living room because if people come over, I can real quickly share my screen, and yeah, yeah, everybody needs tech support, and it's real easy for me to just. Airplay that up there and show them how to do something or set it up in front of them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I haven't wanted to pull that in there. And I just have completely fallen out of love with the uh, Amazon Fire devices. I just think there's the interface is uh, so hard to navigate around. And when we got the TCL Roku TV in the living room probably a couple years ago, it's it's not a pretty interface, but it's an easy interface, and it works well. And we even added the Roku speakers to it. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, you know, this this is this 43 inch one was like half off and a bargain. And so um, get all that set up and have some place to keep things like uh, my motorcycle helmet. I'm probably not getting a mo- another motorcycle, but the helmet costs so much, I feel like I got to hold on to it <laughs> until I really, really don't get another motorcycle. And If there's uh, any, any possibility whatsoever, you're keeping yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's got integrated... Uh, um, Bluetooth in the helmet. So it's not one of those add-on oh, units. So yeah. it's all inside the helmet. That's slick. And so like the helmet was like $500 and the, the, the Bluetooth kit that plugs literally into the helmet, the helmet was made for a specific kit, mm-hmm. was another $300 and you had taxes in there. And so it's a $1,000 helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I think I'll hang on to that till I'm absolutely positively sure that uh, that I don't want to get a motorcycle and crash on it. So, so that's the office. And then we built out right when uh, you and I went home. We enhanced the back part of our our uh, deck area and the patio area. So we, uh, you and I, are sitting in gravel now. We had a gravel area that we'd never utilize, and so we put uh, some Adirondack chairs, some other that's chairs. Nice. Uh, we have solar lights, and we. Uh, took a hammock that we had that hadn't been up in a while, dug a hole, hung it uh, on a tree and on a post we put in the hole, and so built a little area out there. So in the cooler days, I was sitting out there either in the mornings or the afternoons. The humid stuff is not very conducive to that. Uh, I even bought an extra access point and put it near that so that I would get better speeds outside and I've been able to do teams and everything else in the backyard like that. So I'm guessing in the fall I'll do a mix of at the table and take pearl. We put a we put a run uh, hanging on two trees in the backyard. So I'll take okay. pearl out 
drop her on the run and then be able to sit there and she can get some exercise and, and do all the sniffing that mm-hmm. she likes to do at two in the morning <laughs> during normal hours. So, um, so yeah. And then, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago I had this idea. You and I are, have been extra safe more so than, than many people. And, uh, I thought, you know, I'd sure like to get out and do something different and what would work for me and what would work for John and so um, we tried two weeks ago the the Wessex Farm where we're at today, mm-hmm. and uh, set up on the hill, and it was terrific. Other than uh, it's hard to sit on a picnic table very long. It is, yeah, it is. You probably should have grabbed some of the the chairs, like the one I'm sitting in now. Um, yeah, and and in fact, those were in my car yeah. last week. Yeah, well, week. You, yeah. I think you even asked before, hey, does anybody want a chair? And we're all like, nah, there's only the three of us. Like, we'll, we'll be okay at a picnic table. Um, thinking more of proximity than of our ass cheeks. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was uh, that was not the best. But no, it worked. It worked great. Um, I guess the one issue up on the hill, um, there's no no Wi-Fi or anything, and um, out in this particular area where the farm is, uh, my phone at least gets virtually no signal whatsoever. And, and um, mine was very, very poor. Yeah, but uh, down where we're at now, at the uh, the pavilion, they, they still have their Wi-Fi up, so you can connect to that and um, do whatever you need. And yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic setup out here, gorgeous. Um, I actually took a great photo uh, a couple weeks ago while we were up on the hill looking down towards where the pavilion and the tap room are. Uh, there's the pond right in front of it. And I sent that to basically everybody I know and said something to the effect of like, this is my office today. And they're all like, man, that looks really nice. I'm tired of looking at the walls of my house and that kind of thing. So um, it was just a nice, a nice change of pace. And I, I really knew that uh, I had been cooped up inside for too long uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm infamous for my hatred of driving. I really dislike driving. Um, was one of the reasons why when uh, I started this uh, this new job that I was willing to take on for a couple of months paying double rent on two apartments um, so that I could be closer to work and not have to you know drive an hour and 15 minutes uh, one way to, to get in to the office um, during the week. But when I came out to the farm two weeks ago and I'm just driving along, I'm like, this is kind of nice, you know, just peaceful driving the car. I got some of my favorite music playing like this. This isn't so bad. And I'm like, holy shit, I've been inside way too long because otherwise this this would usually be a nightmare for me. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, one day last week I had a really uh, stressful day at work and uh, I don't know, I couldn't. I couldn't let go of things and I couldn't get stuff out of my system. And so I just drove the way you came in this morning. Yep. I just drove to Frankfurt uh, for no reason and uh, immediately felt better. Yeah. Windows down, uh, loud music, not a podcast, yep. loud music, uh, streaming, and uh, immediately felt better. Yeah, it, uh, it was it was a big change that I am, uh, suffice to say, not used to, but that's... Uh, it was nice to to get out, and yeah, it's just an uh, awesome place. And then we're we're real close. We're just outside of Frankfurt while you're here. In fact, you go out onto the the I'll say quote unquote main road that runs by the farm here, and it'll take you straight into the middle of Frankfurt. So there's all kinds of great places, uh, local places to go get some food, some lunch, coffee, whatever you want. Um, 
So yeah, it was a really nice change of pace. Oh, good deal. Well, John, I think uh, we've put in another uh, long podcast that uh, always all seven people that listen to them. And I'm not sure there's actually seven because I know that it comes down on my phone and my iPad. So, uh, so at least two of those are are me every time. I'm I'm honestly just impressed uh, since you said it was another long podcast that. On an episode, the only episode where we've not been drinking beer, I think we still managed to talk about beer for like 20 minutes. <laughs> we, we, we did. We did, for sure. And uh, um, maybe we'll record another one at the end of the day where we actually have beer. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yep. Might not be a bad idea. And then um, hopefully soon, a teaser for those uh, two people that listen to us. There's uh, a couple of three new podcast kits that come out are coming out. Um, they look interesting. The one thing that John and I miss is the Roadcaster Pro. We had pre-programmed um, pads on it so we could have sound effects, yep. like our friend Brandy, who uh, <laughs> said she doesn't really like beer. Uh, even though she's the one that picked up the country western for us and herself, by the way. Yeah, yep. So um, we missed that. So there's two or three of those coming out that look interesting. But there's one that looks like an upgrade to the uh, Zoom. So right now we're recording uh, with no connection to electricity with a, uh, a Zoom H4N Pro that I bought years ago for that first podcast. Mm-hmm that uh, had a limited lifespan that I did with a, another person. John and I used it at the Dead Lizard Brewing in in uh, Orlando, and it worked well. So there's a newer version of that coming out called the PodTrack P4, I believe, something like that, John. And uh, I sent you, there's a Zoom 8 that, that's fairly expensive, like $499 that can do a lot of stuff. And maybe if you were a musician, that one first looked interesting, but it's a lot more money than I think we want to spend. But this, uh, this pod track looks exactly like this zoom, uh, uh, H4N, except that it actually has four microphone XLR, connections instead of the two so we could add more people and we can record remotely so we could all go sit around a picnic table with four friends three friends and uh um, have a four-person podcast but more importantly it has four pads on it i think you can probably do more sounds than four probably do like pages like pages and so we can get all those cool sounds back in when we want to uh, punk Brandy or or one of our other friends that uh, are no longer our friends because we punk them on our <laughs> podcast. Uh, since we have so few listeners, I don't think it matters that we punk them because if a if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there, <laughs> does anybody know it happened? But uh, I think that's one of the things we miss, and and I know that I hate every time we record one of these going into garage band and pulling the stuff together and and honestly every single episode that i i piece together the intro music and uh me saying hello 
are in completely different spots. Right. It's, it's consistently inconsistent. And so having those uh, those pads will help us get back to where we were at, where things really flowed smoothly. And uh, I, I know that there are people lined up that want to sponsor our podcast, and so we could have those uh, pre-built ads in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, that's actually uh, when you were talking about the that soundboard portion, I was going to mention that it was so much easier that we could just do that for the intro music. Um, there's a timer right on there, so you see how long it is, and then you can kind of adjust the volume to fade it out yourself. I mean, it was just drop dead simple it was so nice so yeah having that sort of setup again uh, and i i had actually uh, i had pulled up the the web page for that pod track p4 uh, i put the link uh, it'll be in the show notes there but it even has that like volume knob dedicated to the soundboard um, so you can basically do the exact same shit we were doing with the big roadcaster pro setup um, in this, like you say, it's it's basically the same size as your H4n um, that we've got that you could very easily take somewhere, but you don't lose any of that functionality, which is slick as hell. And I think the specs on it were about four hours of battery life, and you could plug it into a uh, a USB uh, mm-hmm. um, puck. Right, right. So you and I know have a ton of those, so we could we could feel comfortable that we weren't going to run out of power. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think you have to, to worry about juicing it anytime soon or, um, and just being able to even have things on there, like, you know, the mute for the microphones and the volume levels. Oh, it'd be, yeah, it, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I know. I think you and I had spoken a little bit too about some of the remote connectivity, um, that it has to, that we could even use for remote podcasting as well. It, um, yeah, it does. It looks like it has several remote options. So, so we've been using discord for our virtual ones and it looks to me like I could drop a connection, a USB-C connection from it into my laptop and pull that audio in. Yep. And and so that would be cool. And then it looks like there's a real graceful way if we just wanted to take a uh, phone call, um, we could do that as well using either a regular uh, phone call or any other um, calling platform, whether mm-hmm. it be Zoom or Teams or, or Skype or anything else. And have a higher quality uh, connection in there. As long as we like, don't do that with our friend Chris. He he seems to have trouble with uh, headsets and microphones, and and so we want somebody that had a good quality yeah. Uh, microphone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and in Chris's defense, you know, he he can't afford to use a really nice, fancy microphone like the one I typically use for my home podcast setup. You know that. 30, what did that catch you? That thirty-five dollar microphone, yeah. I think, that I got when Brandy and I started. I mean, that's just that's top of the line, blue snowball action, right? There. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he could, uh, you know, not drink two beers a month, and, and that would uh, <laughs> right. probably cover the cost of that. Yep, yep, yeah. Just maybe, you know, pass pass on a crowler that you're like feeling middle ground on, and like you're you're halfway there, basically. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, maybe sell the BMW and get a regular car. Uh, Yeah, but the thing is, if he didn't have the BMW, like, would he still be able to park like an asshole all the time? He would not. Yeah, you gotta have the Beamer for that. So it's it's understandable. So, um, John, why don't we close up? But um, I forgot (laughs) to uh, share these with you. 
And so um, we have we have a special special um, swag that uh, that we're going to start handing out to some of our uh, closest friends. Um, I was going to ask you where people can find you online, but first we should we should say where people can find our friend Chris, who's running for office in 2024. He is. He's running for office. Um, we don't know what it's, office. It's still undetermined, yeah, what office in particular. Um, it also seems weird that he's getting his campaign fired up with the previous election cycle not yet over um so some questionable decisions but you know he's he's making a splash on social media he doesn't seem to to, he seems to flip-flop on policy he he does i don't know if there's like a a fully coherent vision there yet um he's also like hiring people onto his campaign um pretty early on which seems a little weird when you don't know what you're running for yet but i i do fired a few as well he has fired several um so there's kind of a lot of turnover happening but um if nothing else i appreciate his enthusiasm um he's got a lot of gumption right now and he's making some waves on social media and i'm glad to see that he's um he's becoming more active on social media I, i believe this new twitter account he set up already has over 100 posts and his Original Twitter account has 20 in like 10 years. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a big deal. So, uh, you know, five times more posts in a really short period of time. So he seems to be energized about whatever those policy issues are that he thinks he wants to solve for. We, It'd be easier to support him if we knew what exactly he was running for. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little weird, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm mostly behind him. Um, Feel like maybe there's some uh, some some tweets he's made that are probably going to age like milk as he uh, moves down the campaign trail. But. Oh, very clearly, very <laughs> clearly. I, I've had to part ways with him on a couple of those tweets uh, myself. So I mean, I've had to call him out a little bit, but maybe he'll find his way. So, yeah. uh, but uh, if you if you'd like to 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 see what he's kind of all about, um, you can find him on Twitter. Um, he is at Forsyth. 2024 um and forsyth is spelled f-o-r-s-y-t-h-e and we will have that in the show notes as well yeah you should definitely give him a follow um, i mean he's got like a graphic design team so they've made some some pretty good stuff for him um he's looking pretty fly in his profile picture so good stuff i like it so where can people find you on social media john um so my main website is jfabhd.com. Uh, has links to all my other stuff. Uh, I am on Twitter a little bit. I'm still trying to stay away from it, but you know, it's they always say like about smoking, like nobody ever really quits. You know, um, Twitter's kind of the same way. It's like I'll go for a couple of weeks and not post anything, but I just there's some things I have to go there to, to get info on. Like I, I go there to check like Braxton's releases, what's going on at breweries, uh, music news, that sort of thing. And, you know, you inevitably get sucked down the rabbit hole where you're like, I'm just going to go and see, you know, what pitchforks album of the week is. And then it's three hours later and I have to get ready for bed. And all I did was stare at Twitter and doom scroll. But, um, you can also find me on Twitter at JFab HD. Um, that's my main stuff for, for right now. How, how about you? Where can people find you at? 
The the usual. Uh, I'll eventually get that website up. I'm going to see how many weeks I can, how many podcast episodes <laughs> I can talk about that. But uh, you, you might be racing, Chris, to see who can wait the longest without getting a website. I might. But uh, Craft Brew Geek on all the socials. So uh, uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all the usual places. All right. I'll uh, I'll see you next time, man. Yep. I'll see you then.